0: We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids.
1: I am Julia Plugi with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. I am Megan Weiskop with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources.
0: And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife, Parks, and Tourism. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Welcome back to She Goes Outdoors. There's two of us today that are going to join the conversation. I am Julia Plugi, again with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. And on the other side of the mic is Rachel. Welcome.
1: Morning, everyone. Rachel with the Iowa DNR. Good to be back here on She Goes Outdoors.
0: It's May. It's unofficially the start of camping season. Seriously, spring fever. Uh, Schools are starting to let out for summer break. The weather is getting warmer. Vacations are ramping up and we're just ready to explore. The parks are getting ready for us. In fact, you know, they're ready for us and we are ready for the parks. So we want to spend the next episode of She Goes Outdoors exploring our state park opportunities, you know, what we have in our park systems throughout the states. And nevertheless, they are a great place to spend time with family and friends. And so that's why we're going to spend the next three weeks exploring those opportunities, digging a little deeper and talking about them. And I'm going to be a little biased today. We're going to start, we're going to start it off with bragging about Nebraska's, uh, Rachel shaking her head. She's like, no, 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 we, we're not going to do that. But too bad, Rachel, <laughs> we're going to, we're a bit competitive. So I just, the reins and and I'm, we're going with it. We're talking, we're bragging about Nebraska this week. And so this is the, this is the challenge that I'm laying out for Rachel, Megan and Tana is, see, you know, they got to try to, to brag on their own parks after this episode. <laughs> and the reason why uh, we're, we're kicking it off with Nebraska is this year, 2021, is Nebraska Game and Parks Commission is celebrating 100 years of inspiring outdoor adventures at our state park systems. Uh, that's 100 years of specifically setting aside public lands to be preserved and, and enjoyed by the public. Starting as just one piece of school grounds section in the corner of this huge state, one corner, one piece of land, 100 years ago, Nebraska was successfully established and has unrolled nationally known venues that you'll see even within the top 40 spots to visit in the nation Many of those on that list are Nebraska's parks, and we're pretty proud of that. I'm not going to spill out much more information. I'm going to leave it to our guest. With Rachel and I today is Margo DeRocher. Welcome to the show, Margo. Will you please introduce yourself and, I guess, tell us more about yourself and why you're joining us today?
2: Sure. Thanks, Julia. Like I said, my name is Margot DeRocher and I work for the Parks Division of the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I've been with the commission about nine years in various roles from our headquarters office, working With all of the parks that are across the state, all 76 of them. I actually originally hailed from Georgia. So when I first came to Nebraska, I started working for the commission almost right away and got my entire education about what Nebraska is and has to offer through the parks, which has been really great for me. Sometimes I feel like I even know stuff that maybe some other native Nebraskans weren't aware of as we learn more about what goes on across the state in the different landscapes and the different parks that we have. I do, I like to get outdoors. Some of my favorite things to do are hiking. And I can say that this year is my first successful mushroom hunt, which I was very excited about after I don't know how many seasons of trying. <laughs> it, it makes it feel real once you've actually found, found some mushrooms. So that uh, <laughs> has been a, a fun uh, hobby I've picked up since coming here to Nebraska. And uh, I'm here today to talk to you guys about our parks and everything that we have to offer, specifically since it is 100 years of Nebraska's uh, state parks being developed and managed on our landscapes and and providing really that gateway to the outdoors for uh, Nebraska and for all of our visitors and guests from other states and around the
1: world. So, Margo, I have to say we have a commonality. So, most of our listeners know that I grew up in Massachusetts. So, when I moved to Iowa, same thing, started working with the Department of Natural Resources and also learned about the state through all of those connections. So, a commonality there, East Coasters suddenly becoming midwesterners. So, um, so glad to have you on the show. Similar Iowa we just celebrated our, our 100th year, but I know we're focusing on Nebraska, so I won't talk about Iowa. If my math serves me right, I want to go back to year 1 and that should be 1921. What happened? What uh how did Nebraska get started in saving parks?
2: Sure. So In 1921 um, is when the movement to really preserve wild places for enjoyment in Nebraska really took off. It gained enough traction in Nebraska that the Nebraska legislature formed the State Park Board. And Nebraska was actually the 20th state to create a State Park Board uh, and designate a section of school land that was out in the scenic Pine Ridge area of Nebraska in Shadron uh, as our first state park, which is Shadron State Park. And you have to keep in mind that the idea of parks at that time was still relatively new the newest you know the first national park yellowstone was only formed in 1872 so it was really in that late 1800s early 1900s that the idea that parks uh, needed to be a place where people preserve really kind of took hold and nebraska really capitalized on that with chadron state park which they called uh western eden for how scenic and beautiful that it was out there and still is. I I have to agree. It's it's just absolutely beautiful
0: country out that way. And cool is it that Nebraska and Iowa too. We jumped on board so early as the, the nation was preserving these this ground so many times. And I don't know that people truly recognize why we establish these parks and it's because it's the preserve the land it's preserved the ground for the futures to come for the public to enjoy and you know it's just not a necessarily a design for a place to play but it it's a play on land that we're enjoying. One of my favorite ways to stay at parks is in like the rustic cabins. And we have such cool rustic cabins across the state. And I it's seen that uh, the cabins were built in Chatterin about 1930. I have to know, are those cabins still there? Are people lodging in those same cabins that were built in 1930?
2: Still there. Those cabins are still on the landscape from the 1930s. Um, They were originally constructed by the Civilian Conservation Corps, the CCC, um, who's done a lot of work in our state parks. Um, That was a program that helped keep people give people work during the great depression, basically by doing public lands projects and state parks and forests. And so uh, in the thirties, they did build those cabins out at Shadron. They're probably a little less rustic now than they were then, but still a good kind of, you know, not quite fully modern type of camping experience. You can really take yourself back in time and just kind of enjoy the simplicity of having some shelter, but really spending most of your time outdoors. It's
1: amazing. We, I think across the nation we we can really give credit to the CCC and FDR's big picture view of getting people back to work in that kind of new deal push that, and and we still have grounds across the nation that are created on behalf of that so it's it's so cool there's so many ties in with especially within our three states with the CCC you had mentioned that Nebraska Game and Parks has seventy six areas, mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like there's also two state trails mm-hmm. within the state park system. So, are these split into different types of areas? Like, what's the difference between the term state park, state rec area, and state historical area? And why do we why do we classify? Differently, if you have any idea.
2: And I'm sure it's different from state to state. We've all got kind of our own designations. Part of the reason why our state parks are designated differently is because they each have a bit of a different purpose and a different thing that we're trying to make sure that we preserve. And as we continue to develop, you know, keeping those goals in mind. So state parks are kind of defined as public use areas with significant scenic and scientific and historical value um, and of, of a certain size or usually a larger acreage um, to allow for bigger development. They're kind of our bigger destination areas and they have a lot of amenities and activities um, usually that we have like trail rides and things like that, in addition to regular camping and lodging opportunities. And then state rec areas, are other designation, they're really more about that outdoor recreation, usually based around a reservoir, water sports, boating, day use activities, and mostly are situated along major bodies of water. And guests kind of provide their own entertainment. Instead of us hosting different activities, you kind of go out there and and you you boat, you fish, you camp and and you do your own activities. And then our state historical parks have notable historical significance to them. A lot of them don't have uh, anything like camping or lodging, but they have interpretive centers and historical features and historical markers that are used. And we do a lot of living history demonstrations out there uh, to get people out and kind of really get the feel for what things were like when these uh, parks were created.
1: It's so cool. You, you kind of mentioned that Chatterton State Park was the first state park. What was the first uh, historical park?
2: The first historical park was Arbor Lodge State Historical Park down in Nebraska City. That was where the founding of Arbor Day began, uh, which is a big deal here in Nebraska and, and everywhere, I think now. Yeah, uh, that was our, our very first uh, historical park, the, the mansion, the Sterling Ma- Morton Mansion out there. Well, I certainly
1: learned something new. I didn't know Arbor Day can be attributed to our great friends
2: to the West. That's amazing. One of the first things I learned when I moved here to Nebraska, I think it's on, as you come in off the highway out there, home of Arbor Day, so very cool.
0: So literally we're going to jump from one corner of the state to the other. Now let's uh, take another leap across to Victoria Springs. What is significant about the park? And as I speak of leaping, we're leaping across the state of Nebraska. Where are we going to leap at? Where would I find Victoria Springs at?
2: Victoria Springs is going to be more, I guess, centrally located. It's near the town of Anselmo, and it is known and acclaimed for its natural mineral springs out in the area. Uh, which in the heyday of spas, this would be in the, in the 20s, the waters there were bottled and sold, and people also thought they had a lot of healing and restorative properties and would, would go out to the springs at Victoria Springs to, to bathe in them.
1: Who knew? You don't actually have to go to Colorado to get hot springs. We could stop in western Nebraska <laughs> and
2: enjoy some wonderful hot springs.
1: As we kind of keep talking along the line of preserving land, um, I don't know if our listeners know, but Teddy Roosevelt is absolutely, without a doubt, my favorite president. I love the fact that he was a rough rider and, and everything else, but different direction. I want to talk about Wildcat Hills State Recreation Area. Why was it established and, and what can people find there? And, and what's maybe the connection to Teddy Roosevelt?
2: Well, Wildcat Hills was originally established as a big game reserve. So to protect all of the wildlife that you would find in, in western Nebraska, which is flush with with all types of game out there. Um, That that land was set aside to to preserve. And now we have center out there to help interpret and understand wildlife. Um, Wildcat Hills is home to a great nature center where uh, a lot of school-age kids come through field trips, as well as other people in the public to get information on what's out there in the landscape, uh, learn more about the environment in Western Nebraska, which is very unique. Uh, Even just within the state, as you travel from one side of the state to the other, you're going to see a a lot of different landscape out there. Um, They also have a great shooting sports complex and a, a, a really vast system of trails out there. So it's a really great place to get out and really immerse yourself in in a preserved area where you can uh, see nature as it's truly really meant to be.
1: I think that's one cool distinction between a state park and a state rec area is that a lot of the rec areas have some sort of shooting sports. So a lot will have a, an archery range of some regard, whether it's manned or unmanned, that people can actively target shoot on. So that's a, a fun clarifier, if you will.
2: Yeah, and we've actually developed a lot of new shooting ranges just in the past couple of years or so. It's been really popular and really well-received at uh, areas across the state, at our Buffalo Bill, State Historical Park, Red Willow, which is in our Southwestern region, just lots of different areas where we're, we're continuing to incorporate that in for people.
0: I absolutely love the Nature Center at Wildcat Hills. It's just a phenomenal facility that they have just opened the doors only a few years ago. Great place. You know, if you're in that area or traveling through that area to go somewhere, stop by the nature center and just check it out. Great staff there, education staff, programming. you know, there's not a, I got to say there's not a lot of places to go on a field trip in that area. It's pretty wide open and it's, it's one of the favorite spots for the school students to, to visit the the nature center, so just a little shout out there as well. If you're not familiar with Nebraska, Wildcat Hills is what in the area that we call the Panhandle, of the state, uh, pretty far west. So we're going to take another leap. We're going to backtrack on that with the wagon train, and and go to the northeast corner of Nebraska. And I I think this part of the state is perhaps where I met rachel in person or the iowa team in person so you know we're gonna a little thump on the heart at that point (laughs) that's part of the state is seriously flushed with park opportunities by every i want to say every 30 minutes or maybe a little bit farther there is a a beautiful park in that area and so these state parks you know they're on river lands they're on the bottom section and in this land at that time and and now too is it's not usable by agricultural production or not the best even place for housing and and so our state parks our agencies we we are taking that land and we're preserving it to its natural beauty we highlight our settlers or those like Lewis and Clark that pass through the area and the historical pieces of that. And so it's very cool in those parks and how they've they're connecting us to history. My two favorite parks in northeast corner of the state is Niagara State Park in Ponca State Park. Niobrara is in the mouth of, I mean, the Niobrara River. If you're not familiar with the state, we have Niobrara. The mouth of it flows right into this huge Missouri River. Ponca is right along the outskirts. I mean, it is on the edge. Like, literally, it is a piece of the Missouri River. And so that just adds to that beauty that that people you can literally wake up look over a cliff and see the, the natural beauty of these rivers and so these two parks I mean they date back to 1930s and I don't think when people go into those those parks to enjoy them with their family or field trips they truly understand that how long those parks have been there? You know, Margot, can you tell us more about you know these two parks and a quick snapshot of how they came to be and what they are now?
2: Sure. I mean, this is another place where you can attribute the work of the CCC to bringing these parks uh, to the public. Niobrara State Park was opened after public work by the CCC in 1934 and 1935, and Ponca was uh, created with a donation of uh, 200 acres from. Area residents in 1934, and then developed almost entirely with federal funds through the CCC. Uh, that park now, through various additions over the years, is more than 2,000 acres. And like you said, this is this is an environment of uh, you know river bottoms, um, just very. Lush, beautiful landscape. This isn't, and I would say for a good amount of our parks, uh, if listeners aren't familiar, you know, this isn't flatlands and cornfields or, or <laughs> you know, what someone might stereotypically think of a, a Midwestern state or of Nebraska. This is very rich habitat for all kinds of uh, animals and plants out there and just beautiful, rugged type landscape with with beautiful river views and and water activity. The parks now, they are those state park designations, so they have a lot to offer. They have overnight camping. They have lodging. I'd say Ponca has set the standard for a lot of, um, you know, Julia, you mentioned you love the rustic cabins, which they have out there and have some great ones. They also have kind of the height of the modern cabin out there as well with what we call our mini lodges and green cabins. We're talking multi-room, full facility out there great for family reunions and big get-togethers they also have a shooting complex out there and an amazing nature center where they do educational programming pretty much every weekend throughout the season and they're really well known i'd say punkos for just all kinds of awesome events that they put on throughout the year um, halloween is a big deal out there they do some great haunted hay rack rides through the park um in december they do the fruitcake fling um which is a nationally recognized event uh, where they get some catapults and fling those old fruit cakes and then i'd say the biggest event out there of note is the Missouri River Outdoor Expo which i had never seen anything like it coming again from a from outside of the area just a huge pretty much free event for families that offers so many hands-on activities so many ways to experience the outdoors vendors food fun just the whole thing very impressive and then not to leave out Nayerra which is just Again, so beautiful and scenic. I just think of those views from the, the hilltops of the cabins down the river. They have lodging. They have swimming. They have camping. They have horse trails. Beautiful place to um, take your horses on the equestrian trails out there. Gosh, uh, Buffalo Cookouts. They have a special shelter and they're known for their uh, Buffalo Cookouts. Very fun tradition and, and great time to get people together. I don't know, Julia, what's your favorite thing about Niagara that I'm leaving out here? I think just being right there next to the river and having that opportunity
0: to enjoy the river and and the cabins. Again, I I love the cabins there. To credit to both of those parks, I I really adore the ownership of the community. Mm -hmm. Um, The community that they are within or adjacent to their takes ownership of those parks and that's so much across the entire state so like you know these parks would not be I guess they wouldn't be where they're at now if it wasn't for their communities taking ownership of it taking pride and volunteering their time to to continue to build to build these parks up to Absolutely. what they are That now.
2: really makes me think you know in, in um Naya especially after we had the severe flooding of 2019, you know, that was a park that was really affected by that and community came together to work to restore access are still continuing to work to restore access to certain areas out there just saying, what can we do? What, what do you need us to do? How can we get this done? It's just astounding. I don't think that's something that should be taken for granted. Definitely our, our partners out there, the people who, who live in the area, work there, play there. It's a really important piece their, of their lives. And I think that's, right. that's very special. So many, we've seen that those
0: parks that are close to the larger communities and can be, you know, they may go into the park, use the park and go back. You know, and that's it where some of these communities the reason they take ownership of them too is when you're going into these little parks, you're going to go into town and get your groceries. You're going to go get your ice, uh, your pop or whatever. And so, so they're definitely supporting one another, you know, going back to the flood. I remember seeing the images of that major bridge going that you take to going into the park. I'm like, I seriously bawled watching that, (laughs) watching that bridge, like just literally float away. And so, Uh, yeah, it's just we don't want to take for granted for the support that those
2: rely on for our communities. Well, and I think of uh, thinking of that bridge, just a quick story of uh, not too recently retired Park Superintendent Mark Reddick at that time uh, hopped in his boat and started offering rides across the river to and from to get people where they needed to go. I mean, it's just a, a real great relationship that that's out there. And like you said, too, it's, it's, there's an economic impact there. You know, we, we help build up uh, Nebraska's economy and uh, that's really recognized by, by the residents and, and by us here in the parks division.
1: I do want to say also that Julia mentioned that we met for the first time and it was at Ponca State Park. And, Coming from the East Coast and and living in Colorado, my my view of a state park was pretty rustic and with not many amenities. And then I I show up at Ponca and I'm like, where are we? I thought we were going to a Nebraska state park, not a resort town. Like it was amazing all of the the amazing amenities that were there. You know. I felt like I was going to a four-star hotel, not just a cabin, right? So it, it, was, it was pretty impressive. So kudos to park staff and members of the community, as you mentioned, that have, have volunteered. We, none of our natural spaces really can survive without the volunteers that put in endless amounts of hours and blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, wow. So we do we would be remiss if we didn't take every opportunity to truly thank them.
0: Right. And, you know, the staff, they, we don't want to take them for granted either because the staff at our parks, like, again, you're going back to that blood, sweat, and tears. It's, it's their life. They, they take ownership of those parks and the, they're very proud of them and several pats on the back to them that, to keep these parks going. Absolutely.
1: I could sit here and listen to you two really reminisce and, and truly dive into the history and, and the, the nuances of, all of the amazing Nebraska state parks. Um, But if people want to explore these parks themselves, uh, we've excited our listeners to get out and explore. I know over the last year um, here in Iowa, we've seen just an amazing outpouring of support and usage at our parks. So if, if people are looking to get going and get out in the parks and get into some natural space. It looks like you have some amazing events coming up to really celebrate the 100 years. And so, can you tell us about these signature events and
2: and where are they take in place and how do we How do listeners get signed up? We have some great events that are really celebratory of our 100 years. And we have three what we're calling signature events that we're hosting at our first three parks, which is Shadron, Victoria Springs, and Arbor Lodge. Um, Shadron's 100th anniversary, we're calling it the Birthday Bash, is on, uh, it's a two-day event starting on June 11th and 12th. And there's just going to be a lot of activities happening there. That first day is an evening of music and kind of food beer and wine uh, just to come hang out in the park and really just almost kind of like a a party atmosphere out there a family party atmosphere (laughs) a big celebration and then the next day uh, for that 100th anniversary i mean we've got activities all day long there's going to be a 5k run in the morning a canoe regatta more live music we're going to have special guests and speakers and dignitaries from around the state who are going to be speaking to really how important Shadron has been for Nebraska. So it'll be just a great weekend of fun. Uh, Following that, on July 10th, we'll be moving over to Victoria Springs for that signature event there, and we're going to kind of Make sure we have a little historical twist on that one. Highlights of that one include a a vintage baseball game, walking tours if there's a few historic cabins out there, um, several that have been recently renovated, and a view of those namesake springs out there. Lots of vendors, things to do, educational hands-on activities throughout the day. And then our third signature event will be at Arbor Lodge State Historical Park in October 2nd, a little bit later in the year. That one's really going to feature some of those living history demonstrations that I mentioned that that are so popular historical park, tours of the Arbor Lodge mansion. We're going to have a lot more um, educational activities as well, naming of trees and things like that. And we're hoping to get our commemorative parks time capsule uh, sealed and kind of Go over a year in review, if you will, for 2021, where where we uh, where what we've done this year that we want to preserve and see um, for the next hundred years.
1: Now the celebration doesn't end just with those three parks. Those are your signature ones, right? Oh no. like- yeah,
2: we have definitely at least 100 events throughout the rest of the year. And this is actually pretty typical of any given year in our parks division that we have so many events going on. A lot of them will have the celebratory 100 year twist to them, but a lot of these we'd be having anyways. Um, There are two uh, more centennial themed events that I definitely want to point out, which is going to be a 100th year celebration at Enders Reservoir. That's in Southwestern Nebraska, Great little park, really passionate community out there, and they have put together a big event that's going to include a a barbecue cook-off, car shows, music, and just a real... fun day out there at that reservoir so they're very excited that'll be the first time they're hosting an event of that scale out at enders
0: hey and i wanted to point out on that uh, event the 100 year extravaganza at enders they're having the gold brothers and the gold brothers are known for their trick shooting shotgun shows so you know some of our listeners may wanted to check that out uh, there on june 5th
2: yeah and on that That same day, if you're on the other side of the state, over at Lewis and Clark State Recreation Area, which is back up in that northeast corner, they're having a a fun new event, what we've never done, which is dueling pianos on the lake. So it's going to be a a whole show of food, entertainment, and beverages with uh, dueling pianos and music out into the evening. So those are, you can buy your tickets for that now, $15, I believe, for tickets. And that will be a a unique thing that we've never done before. Just kind of taking something that maybe you don't normally see out and putting it outside so I think it'll be a lot of fun Rachel Um, we might have to meet up there (laughs) it sounds great but for our listeners if you're looking to
1: find one of the possibly over 100 uh, different activities and events that are going on to celebrate the centennial um, head over to parks100.outdoornebraska.gov Backslash Park Events, and we'll drop that in the show notes. But um, that's Parks100.OutdoorNebraska.gov/backslash Park Events. So hope to see you all at one of those events. Dueling pianos on the lake sounds amazing, and the proximity to Iowa uh, makes that a possibility. So I I think I might have to meet Julie out there for a fun evening.
0: So by now, our listeners probably know that the Chico's Outdoor Teams. Up for a challenge, just a mighty little challenge. I mean, we can. We've already been poking at each other here uh, in this episode. Uh, Rachel, I feel like you would be excited to hear that there is a competition involved within the parks this year. Yes, yes, uh, and. If we haven't sold you, Rachel, to come back over to Nebraska, um, perhaps this certainly will. Margo, will you tell us about the park adventure um, and what's happening? And maybe we can convince Rachel and Tana and Megan to to take the challenge.
2: Sure, uh, your parks adventure is our new challenge that we're starting this year. And the challenge really is to get people to outdoors. Our, our One of our taglines for the celebration is, uh, your memories, your adventures, your parks, because this really is your parks to enjoy and get out. And the way we wanna challenge people to get out Is We want to give people prizes. We want to give people prizes. We want to give people fun stuff. And we want you to get out to our parks and take a photo at one of 100 selfie stations that we're going to have located at at least 66 of our 76 parks uh, across the state. And if you're not familiar with the selfie station, it will basically be... Kind of that a kind of a photo frame where you'll go and take some fun pictures by yourself with your friends your family uh, with a fun little uh, phone holder so you can be hands-free and these are going to be at really scenic great locations at our parks where you can just hop in snap a photo of that memory Spend your day at the park, and we want to see what what that picture is. Hear your story about how you got there or what you did that day. When you submit your photo and your story, you get entered for a bunch of great prizes. We'll be doing monthly prize drawings, which will include some of our fun centennial merchandise that we've had produced, things like cabin stays for some of our great parks, if you wanna check out some of those cabins at Ponca we were talking about. But the real grand prize is a camper from AC Nelson uh, RV World valued at $22,000. So if you you wanna dip your toe in the world of RV camping or if you wanna upgrade what you've already got, Uh, enter this challenge, the way you get entered for that grand prize is by visiting a few of the parks we've already talked about. So our first three parks, uh, Shadron State Park, Victoria Springs State Recreation Area, and Arbor Lodge State Historical Park, as well as our newest park, which is Danish Alps State Recreation Area. Hit the selfie stations at all those areas, get those submitted, and you will automatically receive a great challenge coin that is a commemorative centennial um coin that you can have for your collection and kind of just mark that you've completed that challenge but then you'll be entered in that grand prize drawing which at the end of the contest period we will uh, award we're also in the process of getting even more great prizes and some camping packages together so we'll be sharing all of that soon via our social media and other channels it'll kick off on june 1st and wrap up on November 30th so you've got all summer and fall I mean parks are really year round anymore we would probably do it all the way up to the end of the year if we could because <laughs> you can still get out enjoy yourself at these parks and, and we want to see you doing it I'm intrigued. June one
1: June one Julia let's game, do it. On. Game, game on game on
2: Let's let's do it and
0: all the way through November <laughs> we got time
1: that's wonderful. I I need a new challenge coin for my walking stick. So, uh, hmm. yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out how I can cross the the river to get get my four spots in. <laughs> and
0: unfortunately,
1: I'm probably disqualified. So <laughs> it's it's up for you and Dana now. <laughs> this is the one challenge I might be able to win.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, and check out Danish. You have to check out Danish. I mean, that is an absolutely beautiful facility i lived close to that park for about a year if you're into boating or fishing and kayaking friends you have to check out it's just it's so wide open and and scenic and peaceful Absolutely. had to toss that out there great
2: wildlife viewing out there only park where we have kayak in campgrounds so you can kayak into Uh, a tent campground which is really unique and fun and the first time i ever went there just as a quick drive by just needed to stop by and and uh do something bald eagles i mean the wildlife viewing is is really great and it was a, a really fun experience um great equestrian trails too and just really great addition to our park system well
1: margo i have to say i have learned so much about the nebraska state park system the history the just the expansive opportunities that visitors have um, going from the very rustic rural uh, to the right in the heart of of the cities. Um, It's amazing to hear what Nebraska offers. What have we missed? What else, what uh, last thoughts do you want to leave our
2: listeners with? Uh, There's some. uh, We can go another, what, two, three hours? Is that? No? okay? Um, Let's I do mean, it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a lot. Um, you know, we've got new things going all, on all the time. I'll briefly mention um, some of our um, Venture Park uh, area. It's it's a series of parks that are kind of closer to the Lincoln, Omaha area that have built up a really great network of activities where you can go through um, several of these parks and have different experiences from the more tranquil and laid back to the highly adventurous. That includes Uh, rope courses, floating playground, activity and rock climbing wall, just all kinds of new things that we've added to to meet the needs of all, all the new users we've gotten, all the new interests for outdoor adventures there. We've also got <laughs> there's there's a uh, you know activities all across the state. I haven't really talked about Fort Robinson State Park, but that's a real gem of a western park. If you really want to get that uh, experience of western Nebraska, Fort Robinson State Park offers so much history. And, and really adventure and beautiful landscape uh, there's really nothing like it yeah i feel like we could spend a whole
0: episode a talking about the venture parks and then an mm-hmm. entire other episode on fort robinson state park it's just yep.
1: buffalo uh,
0: buffalo, buffalo.
1: Yes. hello there's i know buffalo. Right?
0: there is buffalo in bighorn sheep that will literally leap over your vehicle as you are driving in the area. I kid you not. Wild sheep jumping over your vehicle.
2: Oh, yeah, I, as, as much time as you have there, there's something for you in Nebraska. There, There's so much out there and we really appreciate the support of our volunteers, uh, our super dedicated staff who is really the face of what what makes Nebraska's park so amazing and, and our users, you know, we are uh, 76% User-funded in our park system, so every time you buy a park sticker, pay a camping fee, you're helping fund these parks. Which a lot of times, if you think about it, are like they're like little cities. We've we've got a lot of things we try to to keep up and maintain aside from the habitat, the roads, and and the cabins, and the electrical, and the and the sewers, and the the not so fun stuff, you know, the not so glamorous part of parks. You know, those fees really help us to work to preserve those areas, those facilities, those amenities, and get people out there and enjoying them and if anybody ever is interested in learning more about that check out our website outdoornebraska.gov and search park projects you can see a lot of new projects that we've completed on the landscape and also if you want to hit up and do a quick search for volunteers we are always looking for volunteers who want to come out we we've got a lot of opportunities whether you just want to come out maybe help pick up some trash for a day clean up some picnic tables we're always looking for um you know keeping things nice and comfortable for our visitors. We have camp hosting opportunities for people to stay out at our parks. We are still looking for some camp hosts now. So if you have got some weeks in the summer, you want to stay free at a park, please come join us. We'd love to have you. And yeah, we are just really excited for this 100th year and 100 more.
0: We mentioned the the park permit and in Nebraska we have a state park permit and that is Basically, it's a little sticker of that we spend a minute amount to for an annual pass, or you can get daily too. To discover endless opportunities, such a small amount for a year of adventures. So we we take that in consideration, and you know that's if we are seventy six percent user paid. Just think about all of what we have just talked about in the last. 30, 40 minutes, you know, so many of those events are free. These parks are there because of what you have paid to put that little sticker on your windshield. I think, you know, sometime we'll have to have an episode on just the, and talk more in detail on the permit and what it truly means to our state park system. It's really like your
2: passport to, to the parks. It's your, your adventure pass, you know, and, uh, not more than a, what you might pay for a family afford to go out to eat you know it's it's oh my goodness it's affordable. less oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: it's <laughs> less i mean i can't even take my kids to fast food joint that meal is gone in a matter of two minutes or i could spend that money and buy myself a park permit and enjoy the park so yep okay there's off my soapbox on that one well thank you margo thank you so much for joining us you know i learned a lot about our state parks from you I learned about a lot of the opportunities that we have going on I hope our listeners did too I you know I guarantee they did and I encourage our listeners to check out our Facebook page for show notes I'm going to pop them up on our uh, She Goes Outdoors website too to learn more about the opportunities they have and the centennial celebration with their parks so you'll be sure to join us on our facebook page subscribe like radar podcast to get updates on future episodes and tell us how we're doing you know are there topics that you want us to cover more do you have questions for margo do you have questions for us Uh, be sure to let us know. Share those photos that you're visiting our parks, whether they're in Kansas, Nebraska, or Iowa. Put them up on our Facebook. As always, thank you for joining us, and we will see you outdoors.